0: Bonjour, mesdames et messieurs, et bienvenue à CRAS, les podcasts de conversation britannique. Je suis Georges Walsh et je suis avec Paul
1: Osteen. Wait, you didn't let me say my name?
0: I said it for you, didn't I?
1: Fine. <laughs> I liked it, though. I liked the French thing.
0: Yeah, I've, I've been trying to uh, to learn it again, but it's, it's not really gone beyond oh. that introduction, to be honest. Why?
1: Why are you trying to learn it again?
0: I don't know. I I regret not doing a language properly in high school. I sort of I, we did German, but I didn't pay a great deal of attention. I did.
1: I actually did. I did German as a GCSE in high school.
0: Yeah. Well, when it came to options, I should have picked it, but I didn't. I I paid attention in the first few years when we did it, but I.
1: Do you know? I actually got I, in uh, the the actual grade I got for German in high school. No. Go on. I got an E. <laughs> I was good at.
0: It. See, because I I felt guilty about sort of dropping it um, to basically do an arts di- arts diploma, which was you know a mistake. Ooh. But <laughs> why was that a mistake? It was not a very good course, um... and and I I was a bit up myself, but I should uh, have Why does German that not surprise of... me?
1: Sorry, nothing. did
0: <clears throat> Yeah, nothing. It's not like I'm going to hear this when I'm editing it, is it?
1: We both, we both edit it together. What do you mean?
0: <laughs> Let's not give anyway. away too many secrets of the show.
1: Let them behind the curtain. Anyway, right. As always, George, yeah. I mean, you've done the introduction this week, so that's different, but I'm still going to ask you a question. Right, you ready? Yeah. When you're making love, do you shout out words or do you just grunt? <laughs> God. I, think, I think the listeners will find this incredibly interesting. I think this will be a great insight into your personal life. And you as a person.
0: It's an insight that I don't want to give to people, though.
1: No, but we're on a podcast, so you got
0: to... Well, I don't have to. I can just... Well,
1: you should. You Do you grunt, or do you say words? Why Why? Why are you so interested? It's just a question. It's purely academic. <laughs> I, I say, crass! <laughs> so you're getting a
0: little plug in there. Get the a show. plug.
1: Not that it ever happens, you know. I mean, that's why I would have shouted if I'd maybe gone on the date with um, Damson this week. Did you not go on the date with Damson? No, I haven't seen her. I haven't spoken to her. I know you told yeah. me to make a like a Facebook profile well, for no, Jessica I, Barnes, but
0: I that was a bothered. sort of joke. I was saying if if, if you're that desperate, without wanting to own up to your own mistakes, do that. But what you should do is is go and tell her. Actually, I'm called Paul.
1: I've got too much pride for that, George, to be honest. I've, got, I've just got too much pride. Mm. So what I'll do is I'll just wait uh, for her to sort of figure it out that my name isn't Chester. But anyway, yeah, so there's actually there's no Lonely Hearts this week. There's no. What do you mean? There's no Lonely what, Hearts? Well, I didn't see it, did I? So there's no Lonely Hearts. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Normally, why didn't you go down to the hardware shop then? Because
1: um... I was scared. Not scared. Pride. It was pride. It was an
0: issue of it pride. A, it was an issue of pride. How can you have any issues with pride? What do you mean? What are you saying? Well, what? honestly, no offence, Paul. What is there to be proud of? In in what I, I've heard from these romantic encounters in your Lonely Hearts Club, they've all been embarrassing
1: shambles. I got a date with her last time.
0: Yeah, but you've blown it by giving her a fake name so she can't find out who you are.
1: <sighs> yeah, I guess you're right. Just
0: raise your game.
1: That was a bit of a shitter. Anyway, you know that feature we did last week where I ate a thing Mm. and you had to guess what I was eating? Yes. I've done it again this week. Fantastic. Go on. Right. Different food, Mm. different sounds. I should explain this feature. I'm going to eat something and George has got to guess what I'm eating just from the sound of how it is in my mouth. The sound of the crunch, the chew, maybe the rustles of the packet. A bit of a teaser there. And you could play along with this at home, obviously, but don't email in because I'm gonna reveal it in a yep. couple of minutes anyway. Okay. Right, okay. I'm gonna eat it now. So here's some of the packet. Any guesses just from the packet? Uh, a giant bag of Cadbury buttons. Nope, way off. Okay. Right. Taking out the object now. I'm turning it over in my hands, it's making no real noise when I turn it over in my hands. And now I'm going to chew it, okay? This might be quite quiet. Mm.
0: I can't hear anything.
1: Can't hear anything? No. I'm going to go closer to the microphone. Hold on.
0: Nope, still nothing. nothing? Still nothing.
1: Right, I'm going to call it like this. what it is from
0: this round? Um, marshmallows? No. no. Do you want me to just tell you? Yeah, just tell me you know what it
1: is. Right, next week I'll choose more crunchy food. Mm. These are... Oh, hold on, they're sort of going up my mouth a bit. Give me a minute. These are, in my opinion... What are you saying for?
0: Just get on with it.
1: These are, in my opinion, the best biscuits you can buy. There's a clue. Do you want to have a guess? It's
0: biscuits...
1: The best biscuits you can buy that are very quiet. I mean, you've got to hurry up with this. Well, I
0: don't know. I don't know what that. I don't know how many biscuits are that quiet.
1: They are McVitie's Digestives, classic caramel.
0: Oh, they are good. They are good biscuits. They're very good, aren't they?
1: Yeah. Yes. And the reason they're so quiet is because they've got that layer of caramel. Yes. So they don't have it... the kind of crunch or snap.
0: Yeah, it dampens. That the... regular chocolate digestives have. Yeah, it dampens the. Uh... The snap of the biscuit. Exactly. Yeah, well played. It's a good feature to that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I've not had a, a McVitie's chocolate caramel digestive in about six months. Because, of course, as you know, I'm on this health kit. Hell oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: I would recommend just picking up a packet. Because now they've got this kind of new packaging. It's got a sort of matte finish. A matte finish? They've got a matte finish, but there's sort of glossy ribbons yeah. on it. It's very nice, very posh. I would recommend getting a pack just for the packaging. Yeah. So that's a big five-star review there for McVitie's Digestive's Classic Caramel. And if
0: anyone from McVitie's is is listening, if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, uh, we would like to talk to you. That's crasspodcast at gmail.com.
1: Do you ever... I'm not sure where it is, actually, but sometimes I pass the McVitie's factory on the train and I get a little sort of flutter of joy inside... The one near me. I think, I think it's the one near you. But it's nearer I me think,
0: than you, obviously. But it's not yeah. near. Me, but yeah, it's in stock. I think.
1: Oh, look, that's that's where they make biscuits. That's where they make Jaffa cakes.
0: Yeah, and you often you get that lovely freshly baked smell as well coming from the
1: factory. Oh, come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Biscuits. <laughs> Next feature. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I uh it's not gonna be a recurring feature at all. But I'd just like to um introduce perhaps something called consumer corner.
1: Ooh, Ooh yeah. Have we got a jingle.
0: No, sorry. <laughs> Again, we could do one now. If we do one involving, you know, our, our favourite bald headed sex machine, Telly Savalas, that would be great. But I don't think he he ever particularly cared for consumer culture or or saving money, so I, I, we all know who the the guru of of, of um consumer affairs is, don't we? It's it's Martin Lewis. Well,
1: obviously, obviously from I mean, Homes Under the Hammer. No, that's no,
0: that's uh that's Martin Roberts. Oh, Martin Lewis. No, sorry, he's the money saving expert. That's who. Oh. He is. You, do you know who he is? No, no. Okay, well. <laughs> Well, I know the televisions where you come from don't have ITV yet, but when you... No, we don't don't actually, that's true. You'll look out for him. He's brilliant. Anyway, he sends out, like, an email every week, and um, there was something in in this email that did appeal to me, and would appeal to you, and I'm sure many people uh, in our circles. Uh, Do you remember Orange Wednesdays?
1: Yes, I fondly remember uh, going to the cinema on a Wednesday with my mate, Ryan, Mm. and we'd see... I don't know. Uh, Woman in Black 2. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't know if that was released when they were still doing Orange Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> but, one, of may- one of the many uh, shit Potter films. Yeah. You name it. We went and saw it on a Wednesday.
0: Now, I mean, Orange Wednesdays. I- I've got a lot of problems with the way in which Orange Wednesdays was marketed. Because mm-hmm. if you remember those really abysmal cinema adverts with these two sort of inept film producer types. I do remember those. Anyone who laughed at those, seriously, reevaluate <coughs> your sense of humour because <laughs> they were terrible.
1: But, oh, come on, they were great that time they met Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, great. Wonderful. But, oh.
0: but that aside, all of the baggage with that aside, Orange Wednesdays, what a terrific idea. If you're on Orange, go to the cinema. Two for the price of one. Do you know what happened with Orange Wednesdays?
1: Um, Some sort of legal dispute. I don't know, U-Tree maybe, I don't know. God.
0: I might have to cut that out. I'm not
1: sure. (laughs) Cut that
0: out? (laughs) I could say (laughs) U-Tree. No, I, I meant more, do you know what happened when Orange stopped doing Orange Wednesdays? Who sort of picked up the baton? I don't know. It was those two uh, meerkat bastards.
1: Oh for yes. For
0: compared the compare the market I went a bit Australian then. I went, compare <laughs> <laughs> compare the market, mate. <laughs> I I, was, I watched on a Secret Service
1: oh, more recently,
0: okay. and maybe George Lazenby's just stuck with me. But anyway, mm. it, the, those two meerkat bastards sort of took yeah. over, and became meerkat movies. But our man Martin Lewis sold uh-huh. me a way in which you can get meerkat movies for a year for very, very oh. cheap. And so I did this. I followed his steps. And uh, last Tuesday, I had um, travel insurance for one day for my trip to the UK. And, oh. Uh, I was covered by that. My baggage was covered. Everything was protected. And now I have two-for-one cinema tickets every Tuesday and Wednesday. that's
1: very so so hang on so martin lewis told you this
0: yeah i'm just relaying lewis's so you've just
1: hijacked martin lewis's feature for this (laughs) podcast
0: yeah i thought i might try that consumer corner
1: (laughs) it works
0: yeah it but it works one pound 49 it cost and i was covered for the entirety of that tuesday (laughs)
1: I, <laughs> is that actually? I've got to be sure. Is that actually true?
0: Yeah, it's true. They
1: they that's even sent me useful. My, They actually <laughs>
0: sent me my insurance documents and everything.
1: So we've just that's the actual useful information on the yeah. Crass podcast. No,
0: no, yeah, I think we should, from time to time, steal things from Martin Lewis and <laughs> put
1: them out. Because <laughs> that's all we do. <laughs> okay, fa- fair enough. That's a good idea. Consumers. Thanks, Martin Lewis.
0: Yeah, cheers, Ma- but what about me? I. Told you. She didn't
1: do it. anything. You didn't discover it. Martin Lewis told you.
0: Yeah, he told me, but I'm telling you and I'm telling. Do you really think the people who listen to this listen to Martin Lewis?
1: Okay, no, fair point.
0: Right, yeah, I see. You'll thank me in the morning.
1: Actually, I don't know. I don't know if my mum does watch Martin Lewis. <clears throat> so. You mentioned Telly, Telly Savalas. Yes. Have it's, you got. Um... It's that time
0: of of the week isn't it where Brilliant. i ask you to tell me what you've been
1: watching this week great well george yes. i've been watching a lot of catchphrase <laughs> on challenge the best channel there is uh of course. you know stuff with roy you know roy walker obviously i'd sit and stay for that
0: yeah the glory days of catchphrase
1: glory <laughs> say what hey say what you see there that's what he says, but not like that. Anyway, I mean, hang on, I, I've got something. I did. Is it just me? Did Morrissey ever host Catchphrase? No. Or was that? Did I just dream that?
0: I think you dreamt
1: that. There was no episode of Catchphrase where Morrissey hosted. No. For some reason, that's so clear in my head. Anyway, that's not relevant. But I've been watching Catchphrase, and obviously, Catchphrase is great because, like, it's like the easiest game game show in the world. It's really easy. Mm. Yeah. But for some reason. It's never that easy for the contestants.
0: No, they they never get it right,
1: do they? And the thing is, they go in like e- when they make a guess, they don't even like list name an actual catchphrase. You'd think no. they'd sort of they'd go, all right, well that's I'll, I'm not sure what it is, but I'll say a phrase anyway. I'll say a real phrase in case it's that that's loosely linked to that. But no, they'll just go. They'll see like, uh, well, I don't know. They'll see a cloud with a silver lining, and they'll go, great cloud. Great cloud. It's good, it's not the
0: one. No. Oh, it's a good answer, but it's not right. I'm sure he did say at some point, it's good, but it's not right. But yeah. he used the one he said more was, it's good, but it's not the one. No, you're probably right, yeah. It's good, but it's not the one. Anyway, a The thing show. that really bugs me about catchphrase... Yes? Um, ...is that none of them are catchphrases. They're idioms. <laughs> <Like, it's laughs> That's a it's good never, point. It's never, I'm free, Rodney, <laughs> you plunker you know
1: damn I wish i thought of that I would have changed this feature a bit
0: <laughs> it's ne- the name's bond james bond it's never any catchphrases like that it's always it's always either an idiom or just like a, a national holiday or something like that is it is it bonfire night
1: right they did used to do, didn't they they had like t- movie titles what they had pulp fiction yeah. i guess pulp fiction is the thing Outside yeah, it, of
0: the it film, was a, I suppose it was a phrase before the
1: film. But, but they have—I'm sure they've had films and plays in the past.
0: Yeah, but it's—it's—they're never catchphrases. No.
1: Well, I'll—I'll I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. But the thing, I thought it might be fun if we played catchphrase. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this doesn't really work over the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> I've. What I've done, I'm going to turn my video on because obviously, I mean, letting them behind the curtain a bit here is we actually yeah. record this show separately on Skype. But I've actually done some some catchphrases, and I wish I'd made them actual catchphrases now. But no, these are all idioms, the yep. sort that you would see on catchphrase. Well, I, I, okay. So I'm just going to show you one of the pictures I've drawn. Yeah. Uh, and you've got to guess what the catchphrase is. Okay. I think I've got the. I think I've got this right. So what it might be a good idea for you to do is to describe the drawing out loud to the listeners. And then yes. have a guess. And then have a guess. Right. Okay. Okay. Number one.
0: Right. So it's a drawing of a face, with the words "the music"
1: uh, written next to it. That's so good, I'm going
0: to guess it's "face the music."
1: For, well done, George. You're right. It's "face the music" as it says on the back there. <laughs> Do you think this is good? Does this work on the podcast? Um, probably not. Now, right. We'll, well, we'll find out. Matt, don't matter. Right. So I mean, I've sort of done this one already. But uh, here we go. (laughs) So this is a drawing
0: of a cloud with um, basically a a second outer uh, outline around the perimeter of the cloud. Correct. You've got an arrow pointing to the cloud saying cloud, (laughs) and you've got an arrow pointing to the silvery outline with silver lining on it. So I'm going to guess that every cloud has a silver lining.
1: I mean close, but I just I just wrote up the garden path. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that one wrong. Um Well no, I got it right. You wrote it down
0: wrong. No, it's never mind. No, I was wrong.
1: No. Right, okay. Okay. This is this this is the third one, penultimate one. Here you go.
0: <laughs> so you've got the words a bird in the then a arrow pointing to a drawing of a hand. Then the words is worth two in the and a drawing of a tree with an arrow next to it with bush written down. So why so is it? The obvious answer would be a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, but based on the the last one, uh, I'm going to guess that it's something
1: completely different.
0: So I'm going to guess laughing all the way to the bank.
1: Uh, you're wrong. It's actually uh, Simply Having a Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. <laughs> Right, last one, last one, come on. Uh, You're two down. I think you're two down. If you can get this, at least you can make it even. Right, this is a two-parter, actually. So there's the first one.
0: So it's a hand holding a needle and sort of poking it towards a purple lizard
1: of some sort.
0: Did you say that was an accurate description?
1: Yeah, although actually I think the colour is supposed to be pink. Right. Okay. And then here's the second part.
0: And now the the pink lizard has burst. Now the pin has popped it. Sort of like a balloon would do. Correct. So my guess would be uh, average white band pick up the pieces.
1: No, it's actually uh, popping the pink lizard. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fun game. I think. I think. I think. I think. I mean, catchphrase is always good value. But I think, do you know what? After, yeah. In hindsight, I wish I'd just done actual catchphrases. I'm the only gay yeah. in the village. <laughs> they don't like it up. Um, I think that would have been good. So maybe yeah. next week. Don't tell him, Pike. <laughs> maybe next week I'll do some catchphrases that are actual catchphrases.
0: You for Don't Tell Him, Pike, you could do a, a fish with a speech <laughs> bubble with nothing in the speech bubble, just a speech bubble coming out of the fish's mouth. And then. A sort of a no entry sort of sign superimposed over the top of it, <laughs> and that it could be don't tell him Pike. That would be good.
1: <laughs> what if, and you could do if another row of, of fish with swastikas all over them for the Nazi fish. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What if, what if we did a version of catchphrase where instead of having actual pictures, put this on the telly, obviously. Instead of having pictures, just have like Roy Walker explaining what the picture is. <laughs> and you've got <can't> <laughs> that was good that's I think that's brilliant. a good I think that's a good idea for a show. I think that is a brilliant idea. <laughs> well that was good. A, that was a good feature. Yeah. Finally no, no, I, I like that. Telling me what you've been watching on what is it no, called again? Telly this week. <laughs> <It has laughs> Finally a... that feature has come into its own.
0: Yeah. And brilliant. out of curiosity, I, I alluded to it before. This week I've been watching Honor Majesty's Secret Service, the mm. underappreciated 1969 Bond film with Australian male model George Lazenby as Bond. And of course, the the chocolate voiced slaphead sex machine Telly Savalas oh. as Blofeld.
1: Gotta love it, honey. <laughs> That's what he says, in it. Yeah.
0: So as you may or may not know, uh one of Telly Savalas's fingers was somewhat uh deformed. Yes. And was a little bit shorter than all of the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I I don't I can't remember if this is true but does Tally Savalis have earlobes? <laughs> <laughs> because in a, in on Her Majesty's Secret Service, Blowfeld doesn't have earlobes. He's cut his earlobes off because he's trying to um Basically, he's trying to give himself a title and he's trying to claim that he is related to <laughs> Sorry. Noble, a, a noble family. So he cuts his own earlobes off and has no earlobes. But watching it, I thought, did they write the no earlobes bit in to suit Vallis, or Savalas? Or, or was it some sort of makeup application to make his earlobes smaller or something? But... Does Telly, If anyone knows... Stop, (laughs)
1: stop, stop. Does Telly Savalas have earlobes? Yes. Is the best question anyone will ask on this show.
0: (laughs) If anyone knows the answer,
1: uh, the email address is
0: crasspodcast at gmail.com. Does Telly Savalas have earlobes in
1: real life? (laughs) Please tell us. We want to know.
0: He didn't in that film, but I I just can't imagine it would be easy to fake and to prove this I, I tried self-taping my own earlobes back what? before, but it didn't work. So I don't Oh know. my
1: god. Right, well <laughs> that's that feature done. Um This week I was going through my files. Yep. Or, like, stuff I've written from years ago. Mm. Like, from way back in, like, high school.
0: Yeah.
1: And I came across a story that I must have written in year nine for a sort of, um, like, a, like a, I don't know. Like, what what sort of assignment were they give where you'd have to write a story? I English, remember. that's probably what it was. English, yeah. Right, so I, I think I should give a bit of context. At the time, have you ever, have you ever heard of Darren Shan? No. He wrote, like, shit horror stories for kids. Right. Like Goosebumps, but they were, like, a lot gorier and, like, sort of... They were, like, edgy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It was shit, really. So I wrote a story kind of in that mindset, like a sort of horror story about death. Not, like, the concept of death, but, like, the character of death. Yeah. So I'll just go through this. So I would have been about... What age are you when you're in year nine? You're about 13, aren't you? 13... I would have been about th- yeah about thirteen when I wrote this story, so full of hormones and like pubes, but like inside pubes, like waiting to come out. God. Is that a thing? I don't know. Right. I'm just, no. <laughs> We'll move on from that. We're going to move on from that. Yeah. The story. The story is titled Death. Okay. Yes. Here we go. Death by Paul Austin. I have met death. There. I said it. In fact, I have met Death three times. This is my story about me. Death and terror of unimaginable dimensions. Mm. How can a story be unimaginable dimensions? (laughs) (laughs) In fact, if you choose to read on, you will find Death and I, comma, are more than casually acquainted. (laughs) We're actually mates. My name was Harry Young open brackets. The reference in the past tense is not, unfortunately, a mistake. Oh. I want to say this is genuinely a story that I wrote when I was 13. Really? Yes. <laughs> I haven't written this like the other day. This is genuine.
0: God. Are you sure you want to do this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had short, brown, greasy hair and a thin, bony face. I didn't, actually, at the time. Me, I didn't have a thin Obviously, I wanted one but I had, like, a little round face, like a pie. Mm. My eyes were small, and I wore glasses to aid my sight, as opposed to just, like, decorative glasses. (laughs) I am not... This next bit's good. I'm not the kind of central protagonist that would immediately spring to mind for a story such as this. (laughs) (laughs) That was before it came for me. It was death. Mm. I encountered death for the first time on a dreary December night. I was reading some sort of scary book. I didn't care about the title and still don't. When the pages began to ripple, like a pond ripples after a frog hops into the water. (laughs) The ripples came from the centre. Yeah. Then the words on the paper began to melt into an inky, soupy pulp. Open brackets. I've just remembered the title. It was Fall of the House of Usher by Edward Allan Poe. (laughs) Edward Allan Poe there. Uh, the spine ripped into a mouth shape and grew sharp white teeth. I looked on in shock as the pages pushed out like elastic. Mm. I threw the book thing inverted in inverted commas at the opposite wall and it imploded into a hovering skull. How can something implode into something?
0: Mm. I've I no idea. That's another a logical misstep that, that the narrative has taken. <laughs> well, I was,
1: you know, I think it's I think it's good though so far.
0: Then again, right? I when I was in high school, probably year nine actually, I wrote mm-hmm. a, as part of sort of the media section of, of, of English, I wrote yeah. a film review of Titanic uh, Yes, in which I did just uh, slag off Terry Wogan's BBC Radio 2 breakfast show <laughs> for the first two <laughs> paragraphs. Um, so, uh, we've all written poor things and certainly at, at the age of 13, 14,
1: I mean, I yeah. I I, I, I think this is good. I think this is really. I think you could publish this now, with with no more uh, alterations. No, no, no revisions or anything.
0: Okay, fine. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry for.
1: (laughs) No, it's fine. uh, Don't worry about it. I mean, you're just voicing your opinion. Yeah. It imploded into a hovering skull as big as my room. How can it be as big as your room and be in your room?
0: Exactly. I mean, yeah.
1: But you know, you know, this is this is the artistic license that I'm taking with this. A snake slithered out of its open mouth. I tried to scream, but the scream froze at the back of my throat like a rocket lolly, but too far in. I am death, said something. I fainted on my bed. I woke up with a pounding headache. I tried to remember where I was, and with that, another memory came into the part of my brain that does memory. <laughs> I couldn't quite remember what it was that is the memory real. seemed hazy. That line isn't true. Really. <laughs>
0: It came into the part of my brain that does memory. (laughs) Really? I was 13.
1: Yeah, but come on. (laughs) Okay, let me continue the story. Uh, I couldn't quite remember what it was. The memory seemed hazy, and all that I remembered was falling off the bed and knocking my head on the wall. I forgot about it until one year later, the second time I met death. I was with my sister in the Merry Hill shopping centre just outside of Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. It gave me a headache and it was too crowded. Merry Hill, still I still hate Merry Hill. Yeah.
0: Have
1: you ever been to Merry Hill just no. outside of Dudley? No, no. Crap, it's a shithole. Uh, check this out, Harry, my idiot sister squealed. She pulled me towards next, open brackets, the shop where they sell clothes, close brackets, and showed me a scarf. Wow, I said sarcastically. She punched my arm hard. Ouch, I moaned. I was about to shove her back... That's detail, that, isn't it? Yeah. I like the detail. I was about to shove her back, but as my hands connected with her stomach, my hand went through her body, covered in bloods- blood and guts. She screamed. God. I screamed. She kept screaming. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> Is this real? I didn't real? know what happened. Pardon? <laughs> Is this real? Yes. I, d- I didn't know what happened. The push, it wasn't hard at all. It was like her stomach was weighed of wax. Wax melted by a candle or a warm radiator. <laughs> As she screamed, she began to melt. Her eyes popped into a salad cream coloured mixture. Oh, God. And her finger stretched and twisted around my body. Her mouth opened wider than it should, and she looked like the killer from Scream, which was in turn inspired by the painting The Scream. <laughs> Again... This is not real. <laughs> it is, I promise you. You did this, you this, did this is last real. week. Please tell me. I did not do this last week. Fucking hell. <laughs> she she vomited she vomited a blood red mixture on my arm, which melted part of my flesh. It was definitely one of the worst pains in my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well
1: now? <laughs> <laughs> Wait till me to shut up. A flood of memories poured into my brain. The book, the floating skull, and fainting. Hello, I am Death. It said in a <laughs> sorry, I just read ahead a bit and I forgot one bit. <laughs> oh God! It... it said in a grating voice, "Hello, I'm Death." I stared at the creature, then at some corpses surrounding us. One of the f- one of <laughs> one of them had the face of Michael Owen. <laughs> I realized they were frozen solid. What the hell are you? I asked, the words coming in stuttered whispers, the ground seeming to fall under me. The creature licked its lips with the snake as a tongue and answered, I am death, like I have said three times. He said this in an annoyed voice, like he was getting tired of telling me. (laughs) I have been visiting you the first time you were at home alone. I could have erased your memory without having to erase others. Here I had to get your attention and this was all I could think of. If I had been alone without the dead, you wouldn't believe. You'd say it was a dream or you would think you were crazy. I would need witnesses. So a bit of exposition there.
0: Yeah.
1: I roared in with my adrenaline returning, screaming things about killing my sister. And he just replied that it was necessary to the plan. He then disappeared. (laughs) (laughs) I never forgot that. It drove me mad. I became jobless, homeless, and sanityless a spectre existing on the periphery of society. Until one day, I ate my face. (laughs) My mouth stretched backwards, inside out, and chomped on my face. All I heard was a booming voice saying, It is time! A huge hologram of death face flashed in the sky and roared. There's a bit of rhyming here. Mm. Now that your insanity has reached its peak, I shall transform you into a hideous freak, as I am old and need a new death. You will do fine and no longer need breath. That's good, that, ain't it? No. Good little rhyme. What I mean, no? It's not good. Oh, I thought it was pretty it's... good. My skin exploded and my scun- skull was all that was left. A snake shot from the ground and into my mouth. Fire ignited in my eyes and a scythe formed in my hand. I became death and was cursed to wander the earth, t- taking people to hell for my whole immortal life. The end. Jesus. What that do you means... think? Do you think that's good? No. I it's thought about good. sending it to a magazine or something.
0: Right. Think about all of the great uh portrayals and depictions of death. Whether yeah. it be in, you know, religious art or mm-hmm. whether it be more modern interpretations in yeah. uh, in films such as Bergman's The Seventh Seal or or in books like even in a comic take on death like the sort that Terry Pratchett took. Yeah, I guess. Right. This does not stand, on. It does not stand up w- alongside those.
1: Why? Why not? It's because it's really bad, mate. I'm sorry. It's a big skull, a big head, big big skull head with a snake in its mouth. I
0: I think you know. I'm right about this.
1: Yeah, I do actually. Otherwise, do. you it wouldn't is, have read it. It is out. pretty. It is pretty shit.
0: <laughs> but we all wrote you know crap things when we were 13
1: 14 <laughs> well you know i mean thanks for thanks for consoling me there you know are we all, I, mean, I, think all st- I think there's i think there's stuff it. that's good in it the dead michael Owen, dead in a <laughs> shopping center well i mean i just thought i'd share that with you cuz i thought you'd enjoy it but obviously i was wrong
0: i enjoyed it but not for the right reasons i don't think
1: no okay no, well i'm sorry that's fine you got anything else to say or should we just end it there
0: uh no no, I don't think no.
1: I have. Right, well, uh, should I do a little rhyme to end it? Should we try and do a rhyme like in my brilliant story? No. No, don't. Please don't. No. No, this is the end of our brilliant podcast. See you next week. E- Where can they find you on the internet, George?
0: On Twitter, at George Walsh.
1: I'm on Twitter as well, at BumbleDoon. That's Bumble, D-O-O-N. And you can email crasspodcast at gmail.com. Oh, not again! <sighs> We have a Twitter. It's at the Crass Podcast. It's Twitter. Bye.